Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Locked On Broncos, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your host, Cody Rourke, and on tonight's episode of Locked On Broncos, we talk about Vance Joseph and just the current media perception that the media has regarding Vance Joseph's leadership, obviously with the Denver Broncos at the crossroads right now, dropping two in a row, obviously very tough after the bye week, as well as we're going to cover the Kansas City Chiefs-Denver Broncos matchup, KC offense versus Denver defense, okay, Denver offense versus KC defense. We're going to analyze it on paper, what matchups we're looking forward to. Also, great news. Shane Ray is slated to return against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football, and that means he's going to start as well, opposite of Von Miller. Uh, going to talk about that, give you my thoughts on that, especially with how Shaquille Barrett's been playing. Shaquille Barrett's been playing phenomenal. I'll talk about that angle in just a minute, and what the Denver Broncos defensive backs can do to obviously get more involved a little bit. Now, teams are starting to pick on them a little bit, and it's not in the ways that you think. I analyze that on tonight. Tonight's edition of Locked On Broncos brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Cody Work NFL at Locked On Broncos as well. If you haven't heard the news, Locked On Podcast Network and FanRag Sports have announced a partnership deal that binds them together in terms of bringing you daily content, not only from the podcast side of things, but as well as the writing element of sports. Two of the biggest elements of sports coverage this day writing and articles and journalism, as well as podcast shows, as well like Locked On Broncos. Now you can head over to LockedOnBroncos.com and check out the fan rag element of Locked On Broncos brought to you by yours truly as well. Part of the Locked On Podcast and recovering the Denver Broncos daily. Your show, Locked On Broncos, begins right now. Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Locked On Broncos, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your host, truly Cody Rourke. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. And uh, tonight we got a very interesting show. We're going to cover the matchup scenario of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos offense versus defense, defense versus offense, etc. Key playmakers, key matchups to watch for, obviously with the Monday Night Football game looming straight ahead. If you missed last night's episode of Locked On Broncos, Locked On Chiefs, it was kind of an inside intel information show. Uh, uh, the crossover between Lockdown Chiefs, Lockdown Broncos. Uh, I had the opportunity of joining Ryan Tracy and Chris Clark over there and Lockdown Chiefs. Be sure to give them a follow, especially if you want inside intel information on what the Kansas City Chiefs have going on around there. They, they're great guys. They know what they're talking about. They're a great follow as well on Twitter. Uh, actually, you know what? I t- to be honest with you, it is great to be able to interact with with teams um, against of, of, of rivals, uh, of cover guys, you know, guys who cover a team for a rival team because the their analysis is very objective rather than just one-sided. They're able to talk about both sides of the ball as well as analyze the strengths and the weaknesses of the opposing teams as well. So Ryan Tracy, Chris Clark do a great job over there. I was very, very excited to join and talk about the Broncos last night with them over there on Locked on Chiefs as well as Locked on Broncos for a crossover show analyzing this week's matchup. It's a big, big matchup on Monday Night Football and I can't stress enough how significant it is. Obviously being a divisional game, let alone being a primetime divisional 
divisional game the last time these two teams faced off. Primetime television, divisional matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the brakes off the Denver Broncos, and it was embarrassing on Christmas Day. It was very tough. And obviously, right now, with the state of affairs in Denver, look how Denver's lost against the New York Giants, 23-10, and obviously 21-0 on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers. Right now, Broncos country's kind of in a panic, and, and I talked about that on Locked on Chiefs, Locked on Broncos last night, just about just what's going on. And obviously, there's been some comments today. There's been some comments, and you pay attention to Broncos country Twitter a little bit. I love you guys so much, you guys. Uh, despite any disagreements that anybody has with anybody, I think we have a great fan base, and overall, uh, we just got to do a better job of not bringing others down, because guess what? We all have a different opinion on certain things. That's the important thing at the end of the day to realize. So, appreciate all you guys who listen to Locked On Broncos. Great fans, great interactions here on Twitter, as well, at Cody Work NFL, at Locked On Broncos. And, and before we dive into the show, I want to remind you guys, you head over to iTunes right now, and you go ahead and you leave a review. If you haven't already, Pro Football Focus and the Locked On Podcast Network have partnered up a little bit to bring you Pro Football Focus analytics statistics. And you yourself, if you want access to that, and you like stats, and you like knowing numbers and grade outs on how guys on the offensive line, D-line, defensive backfield are performing, well, Pro Football Focus has you covered. And you can win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription powered at $39.99 at regular value for absolutely free by just doing this, okay? Go on to iTunes right now. Go leave a review for Locked On Broncos. Leave a review. Tell us why you love the show. Also, include your Twitter handle in the review and Pro Football Focus and the Locked On Podcast Network may randomly select you as well for each show, for each Locked On show, whether it's Locked On Chiefs, Locked On Chargers, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Raiders, you are eligible per show. If you're a Broncos fan, you're, you're, in, the, you're in the running, obviously. Leave a review, Twitter handle, tell us why you love the show, and you could be selected for a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription powered by Pro Football Focus and the Locked On Podcast Network as well. So, like I said, also, we got some great content going on over at LockedOnBroncos.com. Head on over there. We're going to get that thing up and rolling here in the next two weeks, more so than it is right now. My busy schedule on top of everything. High school football season's almost over. We got this week, and we got next week, and then it's completely done. And then we're going to bring you everything, everyday Broncos content over at LockedOnBroncos.com. Like I said, with the merger between FanRag Sports, the partnership included with Locked On Podcast Network and FanRag Sports. Obviously, a great element that's going to tie in all the Locked On NFL teams, uh, pages, whatever you have going on, Locked On Jaguars, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Giants, whatever it may be. The Locked On Podcast Network and FanRag Sports is bringing you a different edge with the writing element combined with the podcast and sports radio element as well to bring you the all the latest fantasy updates. Obviously, Locked On NFL, uh, Locked On Fantasy over there. They have a lot of great shows over there. Obviously, Matt Williamson over there at Locked On NFL covers every NFL matchup, every NFL storyline over there on the Locked On Podcast Network as well. Also, we have moved from Audio Boom over to the Megaphone platform over there for Locked On Broncos. So nothing should change if you're subscribed on iTunes. You get the show. You get the show right there, obviously, through the RSS feed. We're over at the Megaphone platform through Panoply as well. Uh, you can catch Lockdown Broncos as well over at iHeartRadio, an exciting new element, like I said. Lockdown Broncos over there at iHeartRadio alongside with your Denver Broncos coverage. 
revolving around Orange and Blue 760, Andy Lindahl, Tyler Palamas, every day. Catch them as well, and then catch us in the evening. Okay, Andy and Tyler Palamas, they're always over there in the morning, and they're giving you the latest Broncos Edge news, analysis, whatever it may be. And guess what? We get you covered over here in the nighttime over on iHeartRadio with Locked On Broncos as well. So very excited about that. Keep tuning in. We're going to do a... Twitter Thursday, because we didn't get a chance to on Twitter Tuesday, we had the crossover show with Ryan Tracy, Chris Clark over at Locked on Chiefs as well. So Twitter Thursday is tomorrow and obviously Fan Friday coming up on Friday. One lucky fan is going to be here on Locked on Broncos as well to talk about their fandom with the Denver Broncos, their ties as well. So very excited. So let's dive in real quick now. There were several articles out there. Obviously, if you tuned into Orange and Blue 760 this morning, many people on Twitter were talking about Emmanuel Sanders' comments regarding holding Trevor Simeon accountable. You mentioned something along the lines of, you know, receivers are getting open. Trevor Simeon's got to get them the ball. Now, a lot of people misinterpreted the way that, you know, Emmanuel Sanders spoke it and became outraged, started calling him, you know, this guy's a, a team cancer. He's a diva. He's a selfish player. But, you know, it to be honest with you, Emmanuel Sanders didn't really say anything offensive. He didn't say anything out of line, in my opinion, based back on reading it. You can go back and listen to yourselves over at Orange and Blue 760. Go over to iHeartRadio as well. You can check out the podcast they have going on over there as well on iTunes for Orange and Blue 760. Check all that stuff out as well. But, you know, overall, I didn't think really Emmanuel Sanders' comments were as bad as Twitter was making out to be. Now, now Twitter will take one thing and run with it. We've seen that, especially when it comes to coverage of your Denver Broncos as well. So I wouldn't buy the hype too much. Emmanuel Sanders was talking about the truth that, you know what, it's on everybody. The old line's got to do a better job. We got to do a better job in our route running. Quarterbacks got to get us the ball. Running backs got to hold on the ball. Running backs got to run through holes, things like that. He, it, was, it was an accountability piece on everybody. Now, I saw another article out there today that was talking about, you know, they're asking the question whether Vance Joseph has has lost the locker room or not. Now, I'm eager to hear your guys' thoughts on this. I read the article. I have my own thoughts on it. I have my own thoughts on Vance Joseph right now. But please be sure to tweet me your thoughts. Obviously, at Cody Rook NFL, at Lockdown Broncos. What are your thoughts on the potential kind of element that says, and you kind of wonder and you ask the question, has Vance Joseph lost the Denver Broncos locker room early on in the season? Has he done that? Tweet us your thoughts. Let us know what you think as well. So let's dive into the matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. And first, we got to cover the depth chart for the Kansas City Chiefs offensively. Now, now when we take a look at it, Kansas City on paper, their offensive line is pretty dang solid. Now, they have some weapons. Obviously, a lot of people are questioning, well, what's going to happen when Jerry Ma- Jeremy Macklin isn't the weapon anymore with Alex Smith? Who's Alex Smith going to throw the ball to? Well, let, let's take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs offense right now. Now, I'm going to start, obviously, at the quarterback position. You have Alex Smith. Now, he's played pretty phenomenal this year. I thought Alex Smith has played a very good year. One of his best years on paper so far, statistically, I think he's played very well. And the reason I think that is because, you know, in the offseason, they drafted Patrick Mahomes and put a little bit of pressure on Alex Smith. Now, Alex Smith has responded tremendously to that as well. So he's performed pretty well, pretty consistent performance as well. So when we look at all that, the running back position, a guy His name is Kareem Hunt. 
And this guy has kind of come out of nowhere this year in the NFL. Guy, obviously a rookie. We saw him play pretty, you know, pretty impressful week one. Obviously, the opener against the New England Patriots. He fumbled on his first possession, but then ever since, he's been very efficient as well. So, Kareem Hunt stepping in there for, obviously, Spencer Ware, who tore his PCL as well. Backing him up is Charkandrick West. We know him a lot. Obviously, Anthony Sherman at fullback. Now, Guy, another weapon on the offensive side of the ball. Travis Kelsey and Demetrius Harris, two tight ends that have given the Denver Broncos problems in the last year. Now, Demetrius Harris is a big guy, kind of a basketball build, who last year on the road, obviously, at Denver Sunday Night Football, caught that pass where he pretty much boxed out Bradley Roby, and the Denver Broncos ended up going on to lose that game late, and that was a heartbreaker. So, the departure of Jeremy Macklin on the offensive side of the ball has led to the rise of a guy of the name of Demarcus Robinson, the Anthony Thomas, and obviously, the premier wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, backing him up as Albert Wilson. Guys who Alex Smith is connected to quick. Now, the thing with Alex Smith that not a lot of people really understand is that Alex Smith, everyone calls him the checkdown king, but Alex Smith is super smart. Now, he doesn't take a lot of risks. You know, he, we've seen him this year extend a little bit. We never thought Alex Smith over the years would start trying to take more shots downfield. Now, Alex Smith has evolved a lot as a quarterback and has started taking shots downfield, which overall I think has improved his confidence as a quarterback with some of the weapons that he has. And obviously a speedy guy like Tyreek Hill has the ability to split defenses vertically across the field as well. So that's a tough matchup. And the Denver Broncos secondary has their hands full. I imagine you probably see maybe a keep to leave on Tyreek Hill a little bit, as well as Chris Harris Jr. covering Demarcus Robinson and Bradley Roby covering a guy like Albert Wilson or DeAnthony Thomas. Some tough guys. And obviously, you know, the young guys, the young safeties, Will Parks, Justin Simmons, they're going to have their hands full. They're going to have to cover Travis Kelsey and Demetrius Harris. Now, I wouldn't be surprised. We've seen Aqib Tlaib do this in the past, but why not match up Bradley Roby on a guy like Demarcus Robinson when you match up, you know, Chris Harris Jr. on Tyreek Hill, and then you cover, you have Aqib Tlaib cover and shadow Travis Kelsey. Now, I think that might be a great thing. I think maybe that might be a game plan we might see. We haven't seen Aqib Tlaib really cover a tight end since he covered Jimmy Graham back when he was a New England Patriot, covering the New York New Orleans Saints version of Jimmy Graham as well. But you know what? It might not hurt to try at this point because right now, teams are setting pick routes on, you know, Aqib Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr., and it's making it hard for them to be able to cover. And it's not really fun. They're not having fun out there because, you know, teams are starting to game plan against them. They're starting to use two tight end sets, three tight end sets to kind of game plan against the secondary and the strengths of the secondary. And it, it makes it hard, especially when you have to cover a cross field. So ideally, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, this might be my bold prediction, but maybe we might see Aqib Tlaib covering Travis Kelsey. Who knows? I'd imagine it. They like to split them on the outside sometimes. But one thing the Denver Broncos really have to key this week is outside contain as well as identifying where Travis Kelsey is when he's kind of lined up in that offset tight end spot wing position. They like to run him across and dump off that shovel pass to him on a sprint out. You got to be able to watch that as well as the tight end screen that burnt them on Christmas Day last year in Kansas City. That was absolutely tough to watch. Travis Kelsey, obviously an evident weapon the Denver Broncos have to prepare for. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line, I think, is very solid overall. You know, you have guys on the offensive line, obviously a right tackle, Mitchell Schwartz, and obviously on the left tackle position, Eric Fisher. They don't have an issue right now with having tackles, and that's that's a pretty amazing thing. I don't think the Denver Broncos can right now sit there and say, we are happy with what we have at tackle outside of Garrett Bowles. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs have two very disciplined tackles, and I think Mitchell Schwartz, Eric Fisher are guys that can hold their own, but they also draw in a lot of double teams, especially when it comes to Von Miller, Shane Ray, Shaquille Barrett. They're going to double team those guys, and they're going to run on the inside just to avoid trying to spread it out to the 
the outside to them as well. So uh, the, obviously Von Miller, Shane Ray, Shaquille Barrett have their hands full this week. Mitch Morse at center, Brian Witzman at left guard, and obviously LDT, Laurent Duvernay Tardif over there at right guard as well. They got some decent depth over there at the tackle position, the O-line. Now, if you join me here and you listen to Locked On Chiefs, Locked On Broncos last night, I talked about how the Denver Broncos have really struggled against offenses this year to produce a turnover, and a lot of that equates to a pass rush. Now, when you have an efficient pass rush that we're used to seeing maybe last year or 2015 with the Denver Broncos with the Marcus Ware, Von Miller, Shane Ray, Shaquille Barrett, guys like that, they produced a lot of turnovers because their pressure makes makes quarterbacks throw errant passes which get picked off by the secondary or the inside linebackers, and and you have have the ability to produce turnovers. Now, the Denver Broncos, teams have figured out, we're going to start using some more tight end sets to get the ball out quick. We don't have to hold the ball for so long because, you know what, we can't hold the ball for so long against guys who are great at coverage and man-to-man coverage like Akeem Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr. So, we're going to predicate more on quick release action as well as pulling a guard on screen plays, uh, getting to the next level in run plays, and we're going to make it hard for your secondary to, to really change the game. Now, offenses know that the Denver Broncos, they can't they can't sit back there and hope that the Denver Broncos DBs make a mistake because more often than not, they're very good at man coverage or not. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Now, what gets to the Denver Broncos, what's gotten to them in the last two weeks is the fact that they've been on the field for more than 60 snaps per defensive game. Per game, they're on the field for more than 60 defensive snaps. That in the NFL does not equate to a lot of success. Now, fatigue kicks in midway through the third quarter. When you've had her already be on the field for four or five, six, seven series in the first half, early on in the second half, you have that many. And then you're on the field for such a long time, you get tired. Fatigue kicks in, and it's absolutely hard as a defensive back to be able to cover fast 4-4, 4-5, sub 4-4, you know, wide receivers that can run the field vertically across the field as well. It's a tough matchup for a lot of defensive backs to be able to thrive in that environment, especially when you cannot generate a pass rush. Now, the Denver Broncos have to find creative ways this week, especially this week against the Kansas City Chiefs, in order to generate pressure on Alex Smith, who has a very, very quick release. Alex Smith has gotten the ball out of his hands very quickly, and that's why it's equated to a lot of success for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, they have a good offensive line. The blocking holds up. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Defensively, they struggle with stopping the run or stopping explosive plays. But right now on the Denver Broncos offensive side of the ball, there's not a lot of stopping. There's not a lot of explosive plays. We haven't seen that in a while. So I'm just wondering, based on the last two weeks, what the Denver Broncos can do differently in order to generate some kind of energy or explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball. Tweet me your thoughts at Cody Rourke NFL at Lockdown Broncos as well. And what do you think the Denver Broncos should do? How can they get more guys involved? How can they generate some more explosive plays? What is the key to victory for the Denver Broncos in this game? And I think a lot of it has to be feeding the running backs, getting the run game going. If you have to move more carries with a guy like Devontae Booker or Jamal Charles, try it out. It doesn't hurt to try at this point. Denver Broncos right now are sitting at a 3-3 three and three record. After being up 3-1, having a 3-1 and one record, going into a bye week, coming out of a bye week flat two weeks in a row against the Giants and the Los Angeles Chargers. You can't afford to, especially with this tough stretch coming up right here. You're on the road this Monday night at the Kansas City Chiefs. Then you got to go on the road against a very, very good Philadelphia Eagles team with Carson Wentz. The weapons that they have over there, now they're hurting a little bit at the linebacker and tackle position. They, they got hurt uh, this past week against the Redskins as well. Some guys did, but overall, they still have the weapons to make plays that can hurt the Denver Broncos. So now you got to focus, obviously, one game at a time, but this is a tough game on paper. Now, if you're a Denver Broncos fan, you're looking at this matchup on paper and you predicate it based off of the last two weeks, it's a struggle. It's definitely a struggle because you're looking at it and you're like, you know what? The Denver Broncos defense, no matter what they do, if the offense can't move the ball down the field or, or score points, it's going to be hard for the Denver Broncos to come out on top because the defense can't be on the field all game against a very good offense in the Kansas City Chiefs as well. So that is 
are key to matchup. Can the Denver Broncos defense generate turnovers? Can the Denver Broncos defense get pressure on Alex Smith? Can they force havoc? Can they cause havoc? Can they force fumbles, force interceptions? They got to do something. Obviously, special teams has been a big non-factor for the Denver Broncos this year. They have to break off a return. They have to be able to be more smart with fielding the ball on a kickoff, not in the end zone. Obviously, taking the knee, getting the ball at the 25-yard line, and seeing what they can do from there. Now, let's take a look on the defensive side of the ball for what the Kansas City Chiefs have defensively matching up against the Denver Broncos offense. Now, defensively for both the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs, both defenses on paper are absolutely stacked. I think they're very dominant. Now, let's go over the end positions. Now, obviously, at left end, you have Chris Jones. Right end, you have Allen Bailey. At nose tackle, you have Benny Logan. Familiar guy there. Left outside linebacker. Obviously, a guy we know by the name of Justin Houston with D4 on the right outside linebacker spot. And obviously, two studs on the interior with Eric Johnson and Reggie Ragland in the middle at the inside backer spot for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now we look at the safety and defensive secondary positions. We've got obviously Ron Parker who's stepping in for an injured Eric Berry. He's losing Eric Berry is a big blow for the Kansas City Chiefs defense, but Ron Parker has played pretty well so far. In terms of my eyes, when I see Ron Parker on the field, he plays well enough to where it doesn't hurt them out there. Now, ideally, I'm saying you just can't replace Eric Berry overall. And obviously you have Daniel Sorensen at the strong safety position. Now when we look at the cornerback matchup, now Kansas City has some pretty good corners. Marcus Peters is a pretty pretty good corner. Now on Lockdown Chiefs, Lockdown Broncos last night, I talked to them about the thing with Marcus Peters is that he, he's a great player. He's got a lot of talent and a lot of ability as a defensive back and he also gives up plays. He also gets burned for touchdowns sometimes and that's what happens when you play a little too aggressive. Now I'm a, I'm, I like playing aggressive as a cornerback and I, I like aggressive cornerbacks. It's a fun art to watch because you literally have to take chances out there as a corner. Marcus Peters takes chances and a lot of times he's successful. Sometimes he gets burned. He's not, I wouldn't say he's in the top tier category yet of Chris Harris Jr. or Aqib Tlaib, but I say right now in the NFL, he may be top five. I'd say Chris Harris Jr., Aqib Tlaib, Xavier Rhodes, Richard Sherman, and maybe Marcus Peters, I'd say. Right now, if I had to choose guys in the top five corners, just my perspective, just my picks, those would be the guys. Now, Terrence Mitchell is opposite of him at the right cornerback spot. Now, an area that I think the Denver Broncos can attack, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs haven't had a lot of explosive plays in terms of give up explosive plays, but as a defense, Denver Broncos are tops in the league for not allowing explosive plays as well as stopping the run. Overall, the defense is good, but right now the Kansas City Chiefs, if I had to find a weakness, I would pick on Terrence Mitchell a little bit and I'd also pick on Phillip Gaines, a nickel corner, guy who steps in, you know, you see him every series out there for them. You go back to the Oakland Raiders game on, on Thursday Night Football last week, they picked on Gaines. Gaines has been picked on quite a bit this year, but Terrence Mitchell got picked on as well and they ran that outside, come back to the pylon as well where Michael Crabtree caught the pass and obviously Terrence Mitchell was out of position. Oakland Raiders go on to win the game dramatic fashion 31 to 30 so you know the Chiefs right now I think on paper you look at them defensively they have a lot of talent now they struggle with giving up explosive plays but at the same time they have enough guys on their roster on the defensive side of the ball that are going to disrupt the opposing offense and right now when you look at the Broncos offensive line with with Menelik Watson now even with Menelik Watson in the game teams attack him now they put Alan Barber out there at right tackle this past weekend against the Los Angeles Chargers he gave up three sacks to Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram and, and, that, and that's not you know to be honest with you. I look back at the game and I can't completely put my blame, my frustration overall on Alan Barber because guess what? He's a guard. He should be the Broncos starting left guard. Instead, they had to move him out to right tackle and start Max Garcia at guard. And right there, you had two guys who struggled. Alan Barber's better off at left guard with obviously Garrett Bowles on his left side. Matt Paradise is center. Ron Leary at the right guard spot. Now right now, the Denver Broncos, I wouldn't be surprised in the next week if they decided to trade for a right tackle. Make some kind of move. Now Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers said they didn't really want to trade Joe 
Joe Staley, but they're, they'd be willing to take phone calls for him. So at this point, you have to wonder, maybe you do have to trade a guy like Shane Ray or Shaquille Barrett. I think right now, maybe that's a, that's a move you might have to make in order to get a guy like Joe Staley. But at the same time, he's an old veteran NFL right tackle. Now, you got to ask the question, how much does he have in the tank? How much can he give? Now, do you want to give away a young guy who has a lot of promise and a lot of upside for a guy who's been in the league a long time? He's a very good player. Joe Staley is a great NFL tackle, but how much does he have left? And would it be the will the opportunity cost with the pros outweigh the cons in terms of that move? Now, you get help with the tackle spot right away, absolutely. But you give up a guy like Shaquille Barrett or Shane Ray, that might hurt you in the long term down the road. So, not quite sure. Not quite sure, but that's why I'm not the general manager of the Denver Broncos. That's why John Elway is. So, obviously, on paper, the Denver Broncos offense has a big challenge this week with a very talented defense. They got to find ways to create explosive plays against a defense that gives up explosive plays with the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Denver Broncos have to contain Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt and hope that you can get your hands up on an Alex Smith pass or you can generate a pass rush good enough to disrupt his timing and his flow in order to be successful. So tweet me at Cody Rourke NFL at Lockdown Broncos. Your keys to the game. Apologize for tonight's show. My voice is still kind of shot from being sick. Strep throat all of last week, a little bit into this week. We are trucking through here though. Lockdown Broncos. Check us out. Subscribe on iTunes. Like I said, leave a review. Tell us what you think about the show. Leave your Twitter handle and you could win a Pro Football Focus Ed subscription powered by the Lockdown Podcast Network and Pro Football Focus. So very excited. Obviously tomorrow is Twitter Thursday. So tweet me your questions right now at Cody Work NFL at Lockdown Broncos. Tell us what you think. Never Broncos. What do you got going on? Tweet me your questions, your thoughts, your concerns, and we address it live tomorrow here on Lockdown Broncos. Once again, brought to you by Cody Work and the Lockdown Podcast Network. This is your host, Cody Work, saying good night and go Broncos.